Maybe I'm just like weird. Maybe I'm crunchy. This is the Southern Tea with Lindsay Chrisley. I think it's so funny when you get Christmas cards and all of these people write their children's accomplishments on the back. I don't love them. A Southern girl and a boy mom who's trying to navigate life while staying true to her roots. I am a functioning, non-functioning human being right now. Join Lindsay each week as she swears to spill the tea, the whole tea, and nothing but the tea. That is the tea. Here's Lindsay. Good morning and welcome back to another episode of the Southern Tea. Merry Christmas, everyone, and welcome, Nanny, for our Christmas holiday special. How are you doing, Fancy? I'm blessed. Merry Christmas to everyone. Um, We have a lot to get through today. Um, Our listeners were very active in submitting things for the holidays. And the first question is, when is it okay to decorate for Christmas? I feel like a lot of people have big opinions about this, and I also do. So I'd love to know what your thoughts are. Well, I never did it till after Thanksgiving. Got to celebrate one day at a time. So I always started after Thanksgiving. Then I got in full gear of getting everything put out, everything that I could find. It had a reindeer or Santa Claus on. Did you put out the same decorations every year or did you mix it up well every year? you know if i got lucky and i could buy a little extra then i put it out too so you just kind of collected throughout the year throughout the years um i will never forget after papa passed away and will and i were living with you i got the treat of going and getting your christmas tree out which had rat turds all in it and i immediately realized that you did not know how to store a christmas tree <laughs> no, well, I didn't. But anyway, we got a new Christmas tree where the rats had been up in the attic with it. So we got us a new Christmas tree, and we got had tons of decorations. So we just moved on with it. Hey, listen, that's what I said. Don't let a little side thing take your Christmas from you. So I'm not going to let, like, Bill Grinch. I just didn't stop us, did we? We had a Christmas tree, we had, didn't we? We had a Christmas tree with rat turds, and it was it was all good, but we got something better the following year. I also second that opinion that every holiday should be celebrated for what holiday it is, and I think it would be very odd to have Christmas trees up while celebrating Thanksgiving. That, that's why I never did it. I always feel like you got to celebrate whatever holiday comes first. Thanksgiving comes first. Then we get to celebrate Christmas. What is your favorite holiday of the year? Well, listen, it'd be hard for me to say because I get to celebrate them all with my family, my friends, my fans, everybody that I have in, I get to reach. I absolutely love Christmas. I think there's something so magical about Christmas. I love putting out all of my stuff. I might not decorate any other time of the year, but that is one time of the year that I get out multiple trees. I always have one in my front living room and then one in my main living room. And it's weird because now used to, when I was married, we just had one tree. And I think Will thought it was very odd to have multiple trees out. I don't think they grew up like that. But I grew up in a house that had five and six Christmas trees. And I want to know if, you celebrated 
and decorated the same way Julie decorates for Christmas when your kids were growing up because we had all of these absolutely beautiful curated trees. All of the ornaments matched. She did a theme for every tree that she had. And we had one tree in our family living room where all the presents went under and it had all of our, what most people would call like tacky Christmas ornaments that you made at school. You always. Know? I always had Randy and Todd's. They made them at kindergarten on up till probably third, fourth, fifth grade. I always had them on the tree, still have them. Are those not the best ornaments ever? I wouldn't take anything from far. I absolutely love those ornaments. So on my front Christmas tree that people can see from the road, I always do white lights and it's more of a curated tree where like most all of the pretty ornaments are on, all of those ornaments match. And then the tree that I put all of Jackson's presents under has all of his ornaments that he's made throughout the years at school. And I just, I treasure those ornaments. Oh, I do too. Like I say, I still have mine. Now, you know, we didn't (laughs) have a lot. You know, we worked hard, but we didn't have as much as we have now. What is it like putting ornaments on your tree that your son's made and they're 54 years old? It just brings me joy because that's why... Christmas is so special to me is because we're, uh, you know, now it takes me a little bit longer to move around. But, you know, back in my young days, you know, I could jump up and down and jump up on a ladder and just decorate. Never had a fear of I might fall. So now it's a different story. So we're not going to go that way. I just got to say that it just, you get that Christmas music going, It gives you the light. You think about Jesus' birthday and what it was like on Christmas Eve. You know how it's usually cloudy and kind of cool. And you think about what it was like in Bethlehem when he was fixing to be born. I always think about that. Always, always. Just gives you just the mood that you need to be in. You're always thinking about someone that's less fortunate than you. Could you go do something to make their day better? And always you think, strive. I remember when Todd and Randy was little, my husband and I would put $10 a week, $5 a piece in an envelope. Mm -hmm. So we was never without anything for their Christmas because we knew we had that that we never touched. It was $5 a piece. Okay, that's a great question because we were talking about the, Kristen and I were talking about the envelope saving system. Actually, it was Kale and I on Coffee Combos. And how do you really start doing that? And at what time of the year do you start putting money aside? And how do you know how much money to put aside? Well, we never uh, worried about that. Come January, when we went back to work, our first paycheck, $5 from him, 5 from me one in that envelope. Mm-hmm. And we always had it in our bedroom on that top shelf. That's where that envelope always went. So did you always dip into those envelopes? No, we never, because that was something that you get. It was like you didn't have. Okay. So that was like a full savings for Christmas for them that for the upcoming next year. year. So we never come empty-handed. So they had the exact same amount money spent on each of them. Well, we didn't 
you know, sometimes one would want something different from the other one. But in the bigger picture, it was always pretty even. even. Okay. So a question was, what do you feel about playing Christmas music? And do you only do that the week of Christmas? Or do you listen to it, like, let's say, starting Thanksgiving on? After Thanksgiving, we play Christmas music every day. See, I just don't like that. I don't love Christmas music. I get into. Oh, it doesn't make any difference. It gives me vibe. It makes me feel good. It gives you a vibe. Yeah, it just makes me have energy. It just makes. She just. I can't. If you don't know that feeling, then I can't tell you about it because it does something to me to listen to the music. And you know what? I sing along with them. Now, I used to sing to them when they were little, but now God didn't give me no talent in singing, but I, it made me not try. I still mm-hmm. did. You're like, here comes Santa Claus and up on the housetop. Yeah, always. Well, can you give us a little tune? No, I can't. I can't Why? do that because I don't know how. I said God didn't give me that talent. Okay, but what was one of your favorite Christmas songs? Here comes Santa Claus. How does it go? Here comes Santa Claus. Here comes Santa Claus. Right down Santa Claus Lane. You just <laughs> do it all the time. <laughs> I love that. I only like Christmas music days before Christmas. I feel like a fraud celebrating so early on. Like, oh. we're not there yet. So why are we? Well, you did, and you always said, you better watch out. You better not cry. Santa Claus is watching you. That's not how it goes. I know, but that's what I'd always say. It. You better not pout. You, you better, better not, not cry. cry. Santa Claus is coming to town tonight. I don't think that's how it goes yeah, either. Yeah, something similar to that. Okay, well, our listeners can tell us how it goes. I I only like Christmas music, like Christmas service at church. I think that there is nothing more special than going to Christmas service at church. And if you go to a church that has a band, I don't like the traditional music, so I typically opt to go to the service that has the band. It's more like our times you probably would prefer going to see the choir. Well, back in our day, now you know I was raised in the country, and, you know, my grandparents is the one that donated the land to build the church on, and it was it still is and was a big thing in our family. And the ones that's left behind there, the cousins, they still, many of them go to that church. We would go out. They, the deacons of the church would go out and get a, big cedar tree every Christmas or Christmas Eve everybody went to church mm-hmm. everybody had a gift under that tree mm-hmm. everybody got a Christmas package you know with an apple and an orange and stick candy and Brazil nuts and that was a happy time back in the day and you know nobody could afford a lot but we didn't know that what was going on back in the day because that's just our life for the way we did in the community that we had uh, to celebrate Christmas. Well, that big old, I mean, it was big in that church Mm -hmm. and that's what we did, but it was wonderful. It still instills into me what Christmas is special about Mm -hmm. is the way that we did back in the day. And I think what's instilled in a person is what they do when they're young. Mm-hmm. If you instilled in being kind and good, like my grandmother used to tell us, if you didn't have something good to say, don't open your mouth. That's what she told us. Don't be talking. 
if you don't have something good to say. But everybody went to church. Everybody in your community? Everybody in our community went to church. Everybody had a gift. There was nobody left out. Boy, to get to dress up on Christmas Eve and go walk to that church and see all that stuff in the music and sing Silent Night. It was such a warming experience that I still strive to do it today. I love that. The Southern Tea Podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Kristen and I were just having a private conversation about therapy, and I feel like people who are in therapy doing the same thing understand each other so well, and people who have not started their therapy journey think some of the things that we say are absolutely insane. I could not agree more, and I also couldn't agree more that therapy is so beneficial, especially around this time of year. I know that I get especially stressed out. I miss loved ones that are not here anymore, and it's kind of like all the emotions wrapped up in one. So I definitely take on extra therapy sessions around this time. And I've seen so many of our listeners asking about starting their therapy journey, where they can go. And I think BetterHelp is a fantastic place to start because of how easy they make it to start your journey. They make it so easy. And the whole therapy process with BetterHelp is entirely online. It's a, it is designated to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. And all you have to do is just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. And you can also switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. I have talked about in the past, sometimes you don't feel like the first person you're matched with is your therapy match. And that is okay. I love that you're not charged through BetterHelp if it is not a match and you don't feel comfortable with it. Luckily for me, when I started my therapy journey, I bonded immediately with my therapist. And so I did not have that, but I love that it's an option. Absolutely. I think it's fantastic. It's definitely normal to, you know, even go through a couple to find your best fit for therapy. So in the season of giving, give yourself what you need with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Southern Tea today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash southern tea i can remember growing up we always on christmas eve spent christmas eve with julie's parents we would go and do like what do they call them like appetizers or hors d'oeuvres or like finger foods Uh whatever we would always do that but before um dad and julie got together we would go to my mom's grandparents for christmas eve and then we were with y'all on christmas day i think that i have one of the best recipes and i'm not a good cook but the things that i do cook are good i have found one of the best recipes if you were going to like a potluck or um doing finger foods that will make you slap your mama well I don't know why you don't say you're a good cook because you are. Well, I can cook good for the things that I know how to cook. I'm not an adventurous cook, but this does not require any cooking. Would you like to know what the recipe is? Oh, well, let me know. I might try it myself. It's three ingredients. Oh, man, that wouldn't be hard for me. Oh, it's so easy. So I double the recipe and do two things of cream cheese. You've got to get the blocks of cream cheese. and I Eight know, ounces. Eight ounces, yes. And I know that you would get the one that was not fat-free. I get fat-free. Oh, no. No, I don't have anything that's fat-free. Now, you can tell by looking at it. I get the fat-free cream cheese, and you spread it on the bottom of like a pretty dish. 
And then, you know, like the caramel dipping sauce mm-hmm. that you use for apples? Oh, well, yeah. You pour that over the top of your cream cheese, and then you get you a bag of Heath Bars. Oh, man. Oh, I love that. I'm going to make that for sure because I love a Heath Bar. That's but my the, favorite. The Heath Bars, and I don't know about everybody's grocery stores, but mine regularly are out. So if you're listening to this episode, run to the grocery store and grab your already pre-crushed Heath Bars because you have to crush them to go on top. Mm-hmm. You pour a bag of those Heath bars over the top and then you cut up apples and use that as like your dipping sauce. Mm-hmm. It is a crowd pleaser. Sounds good to me. So you need to make it and have it on whatever table you're going to be sitting at. Um, people also want to know Christmas traditions that we both remember from when I was younger. And I can honestly say I don't remember a year growing up that you and Papa weren't knocking on the door by the time we got up to start unwrapping Christmas. Well, listen, now we always got up early. It doesn't make any difference if I go to bed at 11 or 1, I'm up at 5 o'clock because mm-hmm. that's just in my brain. So now listen, you don't think that we had been late to see y'all open your presents and see what Santa had brought. I... I'm under the impression that my dad was the best Santa that anybody could have ever had. You know, they've, uh, we did a good job raising those children because they love their family. They love their children. And we was good parents. And I know that I've been, we were good grandparents. And I love every bit of it wouldn't take nothing for it. And I just got to keep on keeping on. Dad was absolutely the best Santa has always been the best gift giver. But what's wrong with him? He would let Julie go and do all of like the small things. And then he would swoop in last minute and get the things that he knew was like top of our list of things that we wanted the day before. Well, that's just who he was. That's who he is. A procrastinator? Well, I don't know, but that's you know how he is. And always been a, a, your dad was always at home at night, never gone. Always home with, and I can remember when you y'all would want friends and he'd say, lock the door. You did, wasn't allowed friends over. I, I'd rather you cry and me cry. <laughs> that's the truth. That is absolutely the truth. I will never forget my dad's last Christmas, not his last Christmas at home, but the last Christmas that we celebrated. Um, If you have children that are listening to this episode, maybe just fast forward a few minutes because we're going to talk Elf on the Shelf for a second. Savannah and I were invested in this Elf on the Shelf, you know, the ones that make all the mischief. Mm -hmm. So she was running Elf on the Shelf for Chloe and I was running Elf on the Shelf for Jackson and Mimi had gotten Chloe and Jackson matching Christmas pajamas and, you know, had everything all set up. They were excited for all of us to be under the same roof. And um, dad ordered his own elves for that night and Amazon delivered them. And the next thing I know, he had fart spray and Nutella out. And I was like, oh, Lord, like, what is he going to do with these elves? And I said, don't be 
putting that shit on my health because I use this guy year after year. <laughs> he said, oh, no, I got my own elves. So, of course, Jackson was sleeping with me and Chloe sleeping in her room. And he got Nutella and rubbed it all over his white sheets and rubbed it all over the elf's bottoms and then sprayed fart spray <laughs> and woke him up. And these kids thought that their elves had shit all over themselves. And they were gagging, trying to take them out off the back of the porch. And Jackson said, Papa, we got to get these elves out of here. They stink. <laughs> Naturally, he'd come up with something like that. Just nasty. Yeah. Something nasty. Um, okay. People want us to take a trip down memory lane and want to know what Christmas was like um, whenever my parents got divorced. And I think I might have been too young, and I don't recall. Well, I don't recall what went on back in those days, but I guarantee you didn't miss a beat. I I can't remember how we split holidays. I do know because we lived in two different states after I was at the end of fourth grade. We relocated to Atlanta and my biological mom still lived in South Carolina, but before then, they were more on a 50-50 custody split, and we would wake up at one of their houses, and once we were good and awake, the other one was picking us up, and I was having a conversation with one of my girlfriends about how I would absolutely not advise doing that on holidays because I think it causes chaos for the kids and if the adults are really thinking about it, it causes chaos for them too. As hard as it is to not see your child on Christmas morning, I think it's best to just split them one year and one year. Well, y'all never did do that. No, we never did do that. No, because there wasn't a holiday that I can remember as you was young. I'm not talking about as you got bigger. Mm -hmm. That y'all wasn't together some part of that day. Mm -hmm. I just think that that causes chaos. Do you not? Well, see, I didn't pay it much attention because, you know, I was always glad when you got there. So I didn't think about it because, mm -hmm. you know, we and Papa was already, we was waiting on you. So we didn't, we felt like that was good when you got to come. I think it's hard for parents to share. But see, we wasn't worried about the parents back then. Y'all were just worried about us. We're worried about you and Kyle. We wasn't worried about uh, Todd and Teresa. No. <laughs> you weren't worried about him. No. We was worried about when when was uh, Kyle and Lindsay coming. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. I mean, you want to be truthful, and that's who I am. I said, I don't lie. I don't steal, and I don't lie. I might lie if somebody told me something, I'm repeating it. But what I'm saying right now, I told the truth. You let Todd and Teresa do what they want to, as long as Kyle and Lindsay got here, you go and do you. Thing argue and cuss and carry on. That's right. Just bring y'all. <laughs> okay. What is your favorite traditional Christmas meal? I can't think of what we had. Well, oh, well, I do. We always had ham, potato salad, green beans, and mac and cheese. And then I had all kind of cookies. I made Christmas cookies. I made those little graham crackers. You know how you make the caramel with the oh, nuts aren't in they it? called? They might not Gucci's be Gucci's or something. Gucci's, yeah, but I don't know if everybody calls them that, but that's what we called them. Gucci's. Yeah, I always made those. I always had about any kind of candy that you could make, and 
desserts. We always had plenty because, you know, Jane and Elford always come by. All the Chrysler's come by because they know that I always had something good. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was just that was just them. It didn't make any difference where they was going for a dinner. They still come by our house. That's right. It was a stop in place for everybody. <laughs> yeah, everybody come, but I always had plenty. I hate a ham. Why? But since I bake mine. I just, there's nothing about a ham that seems appetizing to me. Well, but, you know, I did, and I used to make those yeast biscuits. No, I love a yeast roll. Yeah, I fixed them. We called them angel biscuits, what we called them. Oh, what? Angel biscuits. You know, you make them out of uh, yeast, just like you do a yeast roll. And I'd make a big two pans of those, and we'd have that and ham. And yeah, we'd make that mustard and uh, brown sugar. I was telling sauce. somebody about that recipe the other day that if you have ham to do the mustard and brown sugar sauce, it's two ingredients and it elevates the taste of the ham so much. It does, and it makes it good. We'd always have that, and just seemed like when even when my children were growing up, you know, after Christmas morning. Everybody's cleaning up the mess with all the papers and where Santa Claus had been and all that. Well, see, we would go to Jean's parents. Mm-hmm. And then we'd go up in the country and see my parents. And I'd always have something baked that I took to their house. Mm-hmm. The Papa and Mama. And then when my mama was still alive, Todd was a baby. But we still would go. And we'd take them a gift. Might not be a lot, but we always took them something. I'd always have something baked that I that I know that they liked. And we'd spend some time with each and every one of them. And, you know, like I said, you know, all the Christmas come by my place. So that's just the way we did it. I just think that we should normalize not leaving your house on Christmas if you have little kids. Well, you know. Like, I'm not doing all that traveling, going from house to house to house. Yeah, but when you're young, you don't think about it. You don't no, mean, I thought, I'm thinking about it. Well, you need to get out of that, jump in the car, and go see what everybody else got. Well, I just don't feel like our generation's cut out like that. No, because y'all like to stay up all night and sleep all day, so we didn't do that. We're not going to lose no time sleeping. You sleep when you're gone. <laughs> oh. oh, my God. Lindsay, I was just checking my credit score before we got on because it's like my literal daily ritual and we are doing phenomenal. And I'm thinking, what better to gift yourself this season besides building your credit history? Listen, I feel like people don't really understand how important building your credit is. I've told you before, my parents always harped about us having perfect credit scores, but never told us exactly how to do it. And I wish more than anything at that time when I was building credit that I had Chime secure credit builder visa credit card. Absolutely. I recommend Chime to everyone. You know this. I say I say it all the time. And with Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa Credit Card, you can safely build credit by making everyday purchases and on-time payments. And my favorite, there's no annual fee or credit check to get started. So there's no interest, no credit check to apply. You can use it everywhere Visa credit cards are accepted. And you're building credit using your own money, which I think is so cool. 
There's so many features that I love about Chime, like getting paid up to two days earlier with a qualifying direct deposit. So you're going to get access to your money sooner. They have fee-free overdraft with SpotMe. So you can overdraft up to $200 without fees with SpotMe when you set up a qualifying direct deposit. You're also ditching monthly fees. Like Kristen said, you're going to have access to 60,000 plus fee-free ATMs. That's actually more than the top three national banks combined. And you can easily find one near you with the Chime app. You can also send and receive money. So this is your sign to build your credit this holiday season. Just open a Chime checking account with a $200 plus qualified direct deposit to get started. Get started at chime.com slash Southern T. That's chime.com slash Southern T. The Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card is issued by Stride Bank in a member FDIC. Out of network ATM withdrawal fees may apply. Call 1-844-244-6363 for details. Late payment may negatively impact your credit score. Results may vary. Early access to direct deposit funds depends on payer, spot me eligibility requirements, and overdraft limits apply. The holidays are finally here. Let's stuff our faces, eat like there's no tomorrow, and shop till we drop. And I have the best tool you need to cook a perfect meal, and it's also the perfect gift. I actually just recommended this in our Facebook group the other day. People were looking for gifts for people who love to cook and grill, and I obviously recommended Meter. It's a slick, smart meat thermometer that tracks the temperature of your meat and lets you know when it's ready to come out of the oven or grill. This way, you never under or overcook your food, and you get the results that you want. The app even estimates how long your cook will take and it gives you a countdown so you know how long you have to like kick back, spend time with your loved ones. You'll even get an alert on your phone when your food is ready to eat. Perfect to use in the oven, grill, even the smoker. I know a lot of you like air frying and you can definitely use meter in that as well. Super simple, super easy, and you'll get perfect, consistent results. Listen, I absolutely love meter. I love that I've turned you on to meter. I do think it is the perfect gift for anybody that is in a kitchen or on a grill. I now have two meters. I have an older one that I've had for quite some time now. And then I just recently got one of the newer ones and I love it so much. I love that it also comes with cloud service. So you're going to have unlimited range. So you can monitor the cook while you're watching TV, or let's say you're like me and you always forget something at the store, but you've already put your meat in, you can even monitor it from running to the store as well. This is the perfect tool for holiday cooking. Also makes the perfect gift for somebody who loves to cook or grill, like we said. So shop meter.com for the best kitchen tool out there and make the season stress-free. That's meter, M-E-A-T-E-R.com to check out their brand spanking new product. What would be your favorite dish that you make for Christmas? I don't know. Poor little old Randy one time. I always made ambrosia, and I didn't make it what one year. What the hell's ambrosia? <laughs> well, you wouldn't like it because it's got a little marshmallows in it. But anyway, I didn't bake it because we always had so much. And he said, Mama, where's the ambrosia? I said, well, I didn't make it this year. He said, oh, we won't even have turkey next year. <laughs> But what is ambrosia? You have a like a cup of um, pineapple squares, and then you have um, nuts, marshmallows, and those little candied um, cherries. Oh, I would not like that. No, you wouldn't like it. And then you put use um, sour cream to mix it up together with. It's really good. You might not like it, but most people do. Mm, I think I'm going to stay away from the ambrosia. Um, desserts at Christmas time. 
Do we even eat desserts? Yeah, I always made a fresh coconut cake. See, and I don't like coconut cake either. But, you know, Todd always loved a German chocolate. A German chocolate cake. That's I right. I always made one. Always. This, I don't know of a Christmas I can remember that I didn't make one from scratch. Even when he was little and I'd make that cake, he'd go by and take that little finger and go around to be sure he'd get him a little bit of icing like he was sneaking a little bit of icing. <laughs> but he loves a German chocolate and, you know, he's not good on sweets. No. And I, I inherited that trait from him. I, I don't really love sweets, but what's that thing that we have that goes in the refrigerator and it has like the chocolate pudding and then like nuts chocolate on it. Chocolate delight. Chocolate delight. What's in chocolate delight? That's my favorite. Well, you just take uh, nuts and flour and butter and you mix it up and you pat it out and put it in a baking dish. You know, like I like 12 by 8 by 12 or something like that. And pat it out real thin. Put it in the oven and cook it about 10 minutes until just barely golden. Take it out and let it cool. Then you take uh, cream cheese, powdered sugar. Uh, I can't remember exactly how it goes. And then you mix that together and you make a layer. And then you take um, chocolate pudding and mix it with the milk. And then you put it on top. And then you put Cool Whip and then you can grade uh, like a Hershey bar over to make it look real pretty. But listen, everybody loves Chocolate Delight. I absolutely love Chocolate Delight. That is my go-to favorite. And I don't know, but I think we always have a banana pudding too. And I think that's something that you missed. You make it hot. I prefer it the way that you make it, but I like it better the second day in the refrigerator. Yeah. But see, Todd, them they don't like it second day, but I like it. I like it too. Um, okay. If any, what Christmas cookies did you make? Were they sugar? Were they? No, I made the, like the fruit uh, cookie. Like a fruit, fruit cookie. Uh, like a fruit cake cookie. See, I don't like fruit cake either. Well, I made them all the time. And you bake them. Oh my gosh, they're so good. Like Papa would always eat them with a cup of coffee, get him to couple and have it with a cup of coffee. Cecil, he always come to make sure that I made some Christmas cookies. Mm. Now, a lot of people make uh, sugar cookies and, you know, put the sprinkles on them. But mm-hmm. I didn't ever do that too much because nobody never did want to eat them. But I'd make the chocolate with the peanut butter. Mm. Oh, that's oatmeal. my favorite. Yeah. I, I would make those. I think they're called chocolate no-bake cookies, cookies for anybody yeah. who wants to look up the recipe. Those are... Absolutely the best. And it takes so you about easy. 10 minutes to do it. Yeah, it's, it's so real easy. easy. Um, okay. What are some of the cr- Christmas traditions that you carried on to your grandkids from your children? Just what we talked about, everything. What I did, you know, when we was growing up, we didn't get a lot. Mm-hmm. And what I wouldn't give to go back to those times, that's like I said, I never had a bad Christmas. We didn't always have a lot. But my grandmama always had us something for Christmas. We didn't have stockings. We might put up a sock, and we'd have an orange and an apple and tangerine and some candy drops and some nuts. But what I wouldn't give to have when she made me those dolls and would fix their little eyes and things, rag dolls. 
Mm -hmm. And then she'd make me a corn doll, you know, out of corn shucks. Mm -hmm. And we'd always have a a shoebox with a, a, a few gifts. And she'd make us a pair of pajamas. We always had stuff that didn't come from the store because we didn't have a lot. But I was poor, but I didn't know I was poor. I didn't know I was poor till I was grown because mm-hmm. I had everything. You felt I, rich. I felt rich because I always had a clean bed to go to bed. I always had someone to love me. Even I didn't have parents, but my grandparents were my parents. Mm-hmm. And I grew up with them being my parents. They was always there to pray with us, to teach us, to be what I am today. And they raised 14, and they all did well. Mm-hmm. I never heard them curse, no drinking, nothing going on. They didn't talk about nobody in the community. They never went to bed that they didn't sit down and read a scripture in the Bible and pray with us. And it says you teach a child in the way it should go, and when it's old, it won't depart thereof. It will come back. And I really believe that because look at all of us. Mm-hmm. 14 had one to retire from the Pentagon. And look where we all landed. I sit on that 70-acre farm. I've picked cotton. I've pulled sugar cane. I've done it all. But hard work didn't hurt me. It instilled in me a work ethic. It's why I don't lay in the bed. I still want to work. And now these grandkids, when I say I'm going to find me a job, I said, Nanny, you need to hush. You need to think about retiring. But, see, I don't want to be retired. I want to continue working and doing things. I want to be a contributor. I want my children and grandchildren to know that you never give up on that fight. You keep right on getting it. You've always told us growing up an idle mind is a devil's devil's workshop or something, yeah. An idle mind is what my mama used to say. An idle mind is the devil's workshop. Mm-hmm. That's true. Um, do you feel like that some children get too much for Christmas? Well, Christmas is every day to them, so it wasn't important to them at Christmas because they had it the week before. Mm-hmm. In our time, Christmas meant something because you got something special. Mm-hmm. Every day is Christmas to these kids now. I mean, I always let Jackson make a Christmas list and put together the things that he's wanted throughout the year. But with only having one, it's easier for me just to say, okay, well, you made these grades so you can get this thing. So, you know, he's kind of getting throughout the year and then it becomes hard to have memorable or important things under the tree. So I have started... Really, since divorce, uh, the first Christmas, I took him to Disney and we did the experience for Christmas. And not that I didn't get him anything to open for Christmas, but it was more experience-based. And I feel like that more people should be focused on having experiences with their family. It doesn't have to be lavish or extravagant or anything like that, but focus on this experience and the quality time versus the gifts that are given. I think that's so important. Because like me, I don't remember ever asking for anything because I didn't know to want anything Mm -hmm. because I had everything that I needed. But I remember when Elvis first come out, I was about sixth, seventh grade at school, and we were in the field picking cotton, and our teacher at school bought us a little record player Mm -hmm. for 45s. 
and it was $12. And I asked my mama, we was in the field picking cotton, and I said, Mama, if I work really, really hard, do you think that when we sell this cotton, it, I might could get a, a record player? I said, Miss Arvin said she only paid $12 for the one that we had at school because at recess she'd let us play Elvis and dance. And so that was something that I wanted and I asked for it. And my grandmother, when we sold the cotton, she got me that record player. I can see it right today. But kids aren't built like that today. They, they want, 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 and have this mentality of, because they have so much access to the internet now that everything they see, they want. So our kids most likely will not ever have those no, types of experiences. Gone, they won't be no more like us. No. And I don't know that, I know that you want your children to have more than you, because I wanted mine to have more than me. And I didn't want them to have to work as hard. But see, I never went to bed thinking about how hard I worked. Because that was just something that I'd been doing my whole life, so I didn't know any better. Mm-hmm. That's why chasing them tell me now, Nanny, just because you worked all your life don't mean you have to do it now. But these children don't know the work ethic. If they don't like it, they quit it. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I've always told y'all, you don't be a quitter at nothing. And don't never be a follower. Always be a leader. Mm-hmm. And these children now... If the grandparents can't give it to them and their parents, well, look how much bad things they do to their parents and their grandparents because they don't get what they want. Mm -hmm. You should be told no sometime. Now, I know my husband, Papa, we gave y'all things that when Todd and them said no, Mm -hmm. but we could afford it then. Parents back in our days didn't have no money, and if they had a dollar, you didn't get it. Mm-hmm. You only got what you needed. And I didn't even have no bought clothes until I was probably in the 11th grade and started sewing for myself because my mama made mine out of feed sacks. So we didn't get bought clothes, but I always had plenty of pretty clothes. Um, can you tell me what your plans are for Christmas? Well, I don't know. I hope we all get to be together for Christmas. I have Jackson this Christmas, so that's a absolute plus Trent does not have his kids for this Christmas so we're on alternate um for Thanksgiving and Christmas this year we've been on alternate schedules with our kids but we're gonna go and do something I just don't know what it is but an experience for sure and probably go for four days and Jackson's birthday is four days after Christmas so he will unfortunately be with his dad for his birthday and new year's um but i had him his last birthday so well you know his birthday's close to christmas but now he's an only child so he had never been deprived but people always hates when it's close to their birthday because you know christmas you give them something and then say it's the 26th and they don't get anything for their birthday. So you feel like you've been kind of cheated. I say it's a robbery, <laughs> yeah. you know. When but, I, you know, just to get to sing to them, like when I call them and sing happy birthday to them, I know. that brings me the most joy in the world is get to sing happy birthday. And I still sing to y'all. I know, still to this day at our big age. 
Pine, yeah. at 34, you're still. I still call and sing happy birthday. Like I said, God didn't give me no talent singing, but you know what? I get the words out. It's not going to stop you from doing it. No. I, for parents that have kids that are born close to Christmas, I sympathize with you. It is so hard. Um, a lot of times what we have started doing is we'll do an experience for his birthday and then we will ask if anybody wants to gift him something. We'll ask for gift cards for places and then allow him to use it in January or February instead of spending it right after Christmas because what could you possibly want four days after Christmas? After Christmas. And I remember when I was getting ready to have him, I just prayed and prayed, Lord, please don't let him come on your birthday. Please do not let him come on your birthday because that would just be such a robbery. Well, I, that's what I'm saying. Okay, Lindsay, over the weekend, I was putting my hair back like I normally do. And I'm sad to say that oh, I no. noticed looks like my hair might be thinning a little in the temple area. And I'm just seeing way too much of my scalp. So I'm pretty sure that I am going to start Nutrafol myself since my mom is having fantastic results and her hair has never looked better. Listen, you're being a gatekeeper on that hair photo of your mom I know. and the before and after. I'm glad that I got got to see it. But for everybody else who has not been able to see it, if that photo and what I saw is not a sign to get on your Nutrafol journey, I don't know what is. But did you know that hair thinning will happen to approximately one in two women? I actually did. And it's just not talked about enough. I think there's so many people who do not know how common it actually is. Not And you know, you hear about postpartum hair loss and you know, menopause and things like that. But even stress can cause it. Which is so crazy. That's probably why we're all thinning and why millions of Americans experience hair thinning. And it's crazy that it's common, that it's normal. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement clinically shown to improve visible thickness and strength. So from postpartum to menopause to plant-based lifestyles, no matter your life stage, Nutrafol has four unique formulas to support women. Each is physician formulated using drug-free science-backed ingredients. So you're going to get the most reliable results. You could take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code SOUTHERNT. Find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com promo code SOUTHERNT. That's Nutrafol.com promo code Southern Tea. Do you have any favorite gift that you have ever received? I don't know. I got a lot of good ones in my time. But you can't think of anything that sticks out no. outside the record player. No. And now I look back and look, rag dolls and things, those were special to me. I mean, as Jean would always give me a nice gift at Christmas. Something like a watch or a ring or something that I'd wanted, he'd do that. And, you know, as my children got grown, they would give me special things. And then, you know, all my grandchildren always gives me something for Christmas. And, you know, not that I need it, but they always do. I feel like we got so much at Christmas growing up that it almost set the tone for us that we sometimes feel like 
we can't reach because our parents gave us so much. So I felt like for a long time I needed to do the exact thing that they did for us, for Jackson. And I'm getting a little bit out of that, but I don't remember a Christmas um, that my dad did not give Julie a piece of jewelry. And I think that there is something so special about that, that she would watch us kids unwrap and unwrap and unwrap. And then her gift came and it was always way bigger than what we got. Mm-hmm. He's always had a heart to go. Always. And worked so hard. Always. Um, this is something that I hate doing, but I want to know if you love it. Gift wrapping. Well, you know what? I couldn't wait when we would go buy something and we would get to put it up on the Christmas tree. And when they would go to bed or go to school, I'd go to the table, get that paper out and the scissors and wrap those gifts and put them under the tree. It always does something to you, don't it? It makes you feel good. No, Nanny, wrapping presents does not oh, it do something me. to me. Oh, it did Other me. than give me a headache. Oh, it didn't me. I couldn't wait, especially if I did it while they were going to school and they'd go in there in that living room and they'd be these packages on the Christmas tree. And see, they knew those was packages. They didn't know what was in it. And, they didn't, and then Christmas, Santa, when he came... You know, that was a different thing. Okay, so there are some people in this world that are master gift wrappers. They get their paper all lined up. Their edges are all great. I know one of those people, and her name's Julie Chrisley. I was fixing to say Julie could wrap some Christmas presents. Better than anybody. And put that bow on them? Yes, sir. I'd put her up beside anybody. But how do you get to wrap that good? Because I have tried and tried and tried, and now I'm just a gift bag queen. I just throw everything gift bag, put tissue on top. She probably didn't try hard enough, and she wanted that. I've never known her to put nothing except in a box and wrapped up. Have you? No, ever. I I feel like a degenerate. It's a salt and pepper shaker. She still wrapped it up. Yes, and I feel like a degenerate mom because I will have all my stuff in gift bags. I don't even care because if I can't make it look pretty, I want one thing under there looking janky. Well, hers was always pretty. Always. Um, the next question is, when your kids were growing up, were the wrapped gifts from you and Papa and the unwrapped from Santa was everything wrapped? No. Well, we, they got from Santa was never wrapped. A lot of people wrap all of their gifts. Some people wrap none. And some people do like what you said. No, what we gave the kids was wrapped up. Mm-hmm. What Santa brought them, he brought them that night and put them out. So one time, Will and I were putting out Christmas, and I saw him go get the wrapping paper. And I said, what are you doing? He said, I'm about sick of this shit. I said, what is it? He said, That man, Santa, whoever the hell he is, he's getting credit for all these things that we've slaved over. I'm going to wrap some of these. No, uh uh-uh, no, we didn't, we didn't write. (laughs) So Will was like, Santa, I'm going to start letting Santa bring the toothbrushes and all that stuff. We're going to get credit for the hard stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, yeah. Well, that's okay. But you have fun in doing it. That's what parents, real parents, they struggle all year. 
goes right back to the envelope. You know Christmas is coming next year if you're alive. Mm-hmm. And if we're not, that envelope will be right there on the top of that closet. Mm-hmm. Save, save, save. And if you Randy can. and Todd will never, they couldn't say it and they won't, that they didn't never have a good Christmas. Always. That's probably what's wrong with them. Yeah, well, we kind of spoil them too, but you know what? It didn't matter. We just work another hour. Talking about the envelope, though, what are ways that you feel like you can still make the holidays special when your family's financially struggling? Because a lot of people, I would say the majority of people have financial strain, and you've got to think of the people that have so many kids to give to. You just have to give low gifts that they need. Mm-hmm. Like socks, panties, pajamas, a pair of pants, a shirt. Because when you have all those, you still want to give because mm-hmm. it's in, in your heart is to be giving. Mm-hmm. And most families that are like that, they understand what the struggle is. And their parents are doing the best they can do. You shouldn't be down on your parents because you're having a bad year. Because, you know, things do happen that puts the people in financial. But like I said, these young parents have their grandparents and their parents to help them now. Back in my day, there wasn't no such thing as that Mm -hmm. because they didn't nobody have. But they might make you something or give you a little something, but it might be a box of bath powders or something like that, but it wouldn't be a lot. But you learned, you loved it. Like it was a big $1,000 gift. Mm-hmm. Because, see, now children think that they have to have all this expensive stuff, which you should give from the from your heart and accept from the heart is mm-hmm. what you need to do. Well, Be I thankful think, for whatever you get. I think having honest conversations with our children and saying, you know what, that's not financially in our budget for us to have. And so I don't want you to have an expectation that or that's what you're, you're going to get. get. Because I think a lot of times parents are out here struggling and trying to make ends meet. They have kids that see other kids having at school or hearing about what other kids have at school, and then they naturally want it. And I think that you should definitely be having hard conversations with your kids and setting the tone for what their reality is. I tell Jackson all the time, you never go to school and tell somebody what you got for Christmas or what you got for a birthday because that is not their business and it's not your business to share. It's for you to enjoy while you're at home. What have you said? Bragging is what? Scandalous. Scandalous. Yeah. You don't need to tell everybody what you have because they might not have the same access as And if what you, you can't do. be kind to them, don't be saying anything to them. Don't be telling them, well, oh, you didn't get this. I got this. Mm-hmm. I'd tear your ass up if one of mine did that. That's exactly right. Um, Okay. As a grandmother, what is your favorite kind of gift to receive? I'm looking for ideas for my own grandma. Anything you want to give me, I'm happy with it. Listen, an 8 by 10, is that what it is? A picture. 8 by 10 photo and a frame that I would consider tacky if it's gold or it's silver. Oh, I love it. She absolutely loves that. Um. What else would you love? I don't know. A gift card to McDonald's, gift card to Dunkin' Donuts. (laughs) Well, listen, they give me something 
more than I deserve. Not more than I deserve, but more than they have to give me. Let's put it that way. But I don't really want them going in debt to buy me anything because I don't need anything. All you need is me. And God still let me here, and I hope I'm here for Christmas. So everybody gets to call and wish Nanny a happy Merry Christmas, and that will make me happy. I don't need anything from anybody. If I was saying what to get your grandma, and if she's anything like Nanny, a photo and a frame, maybe a travel sweatsuit, but it has to be nice because you need to be looking the part even if you're traveling down the road. Um a gift certificate to get your nails or toenails done. I can't think of anything else. No, Maybe that, a that's kiss. good. That's good. Okay. What holiday would you like to do over if you could go back in the past? Can you think of any year of any holiday that you would like a redo? No, because they were all good. Mine would be last year. Well, that was a sad year. So I wish I could unfold all that. Mm-hmm. But God has something in store for us because we're going to be better. Mm-hmm. Because you know what? The devil won. But you know what? God can outdo him. Don't I ever think that he don't outdo you. If I had to redo one holiday season, it would be last year that was miserable. Yeah, at Christmas time, it was a sad time. Okay, so we have some people seeking advice. They want Nanny's advice. This person says, advice on seeing family that you only see on a holiday. Do you feel like it's worth it? I would rather that I spend time with people that I see throughout the year. You know how like families will come together for the holidays and it's like a bunch of extended family, but you don't really talk, you don't really communicate, and you're just coming together because it's a tradition and it's just awkward. Well, all I can say is just go in with an open mind. Let them see how you rejoice, how you like to celebrate the holidays, and make a good example of what sharing, not just this holiday, but just several weeks into a year that you can do it with a phone call, a visit, or send them a card, or let them see the love and the light in your being and let it shine on them, and they'll get a taste of it, and they may change what they want to do. Great advice. This episode is brought to you by IQ Bar. Kristen, right before we started recording, I was setting out all of my things for stocking stuffers, and I ordered so many of the Ultimate Sampler Packs from IQ Bar to shove in stockings. No, I got some for stocking stuffers this year too, especially for people who haven't tried it yet and just love, or the ones that love to eat mine um, and take all my things from my house. I'm like, here you go. This is for you. Stock up at your own. I'm also currently drinking the the IQ mix because your girl is in need of rehydration and lots of electrolytes today. Listen, the ultimate sampler pack, in my opinion, is the way to go if you've never ordered from IQ bar because you get seven IQ bars, four IQ mix sticks, and four IQ Joe sticks. And today our listeners get an exclusive offer of 20% off plus free shipping. You just text T to 64,000. I love that all IQ bar products are gluten-free, dairy-free, soy-free, and contain no GMOs or artificial sweeteners. So for me, I feel good eating it. I feel good gifting it. 
I'm absolutely on an IQ mix kick. You know this. I keep sending you pictures of my drinks every day. Uh, It's a zero sugar drink mix that hydrates with electrolytes, improves mood with magnesium, and boosts clarity with the lion's mane adaptogen. And on top of all those benefits, it's so good. My favorite is peach mango. I'm dabbling in the lemon lime. I haven't tried blueberry pomegranate or the blood orange yet, but I know you said the blood orange is your fave. The blood orange is my fave. Isn't blood orange Kale's fave too? I think so. Yeah, we're, listen, we are all all (laughs) fueled by IQ bar. This is your sign to refuel smarter with IQ bars ultimate sampler pack. That's seven IQ bars, four IQ mix sticks and four IQ Joe sticks. And now our special podcast listeners get 20% off all IQ bar products. Plus get free shipping to get your 20% off. Just text T to 64,000, get your discount text T to 64,000. That's T to 64,000 message and data rates may apply. See terms for details. The next person writes in and says, how do you not overdo everything for the holidays? Every year I say I'm scaling back gifts, entertaining, committing to more than I can handle. How do you just stop and enjoy it? Well, I always say I already know about me. As I got older, we quit giving gifts. We just give money Mm -hmm. and let you do what you want to do with it. I give you what I can afford. And if it's not for $10, accept it and be happy and move on with it. Mm-hmm. Don't try to, to be hard on yourself and make you do things that you can't afford. And then after the holidays, then you got to, I said, belly up because you, and it's going to be hard for you. So do it within your means. Give it with love, regardless what you have. And you don't have to try to outdo someone to make you look better. Just be who you are Mm -hmm. and say, this is what I got you this Christmas. Wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And you move on because you did the best you could do. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people get in financial strain. Trying to outdo someone. Well, I'm not going to do that. I think that that is really, really good and solid advice. It's not a competition. That's not the reason for the season. And I think a lot of people get so caught up in the idea of gift giving and what happiness that that material item can bring somebody versus just spending the quality time with the people you love. In my opinion, if I had a choice, we would just do experiences and there would be no gifts at all because I think the gift giving takes away for the entire reason for the season. Celebrating his birthday and what he's done for us is the most important thing. And we should not ever forget that. But I just want to throw this in. Maybe not everybody feels the same way, but I know not every family has everything. And sometimes you have someone in your family that's less fortunate than you. And they're sad because they can't do things. Or they've had a sickness. And they've had something's going on. And I always think that if we would all get together and do without giving to someone that doesn't need it and help the family out, it could be your own family. You know, within like my umbrella and our family. I'm just using that example. And everybody pitch in and do something great for them. Maybe they need a washer. Maybe they need something big, but they can't afford it. If a big family could give $100, 
or $50 and make them so happy for something that they desperately needed would bring my heart more joy than what any that y'all could give me because I don't need anything. I think giving to, there is no more rewarding experience than to gift to people who do not have the ability to gift themselves. And sometimes, you know, you don't mean to get in a in a rut, but like I say, sickness or something happens, your car breaks down and you can't afford what's going to cost you to get it fixed. Like I said, my dryer broke and I have no means of getting me no dryer or my washing machine. And I know if it's a kind of a, a big family that you just, it doesn't take much to come up with five or six hundred dollars mm-hmm. to help them out and look what it did for them. Mm-hmm. And that would make me smile a lot more than anything that anybody could give me. That's so good. Okay, this person says, if a set of grandparents never see their grandkids but give gifts on the holiday, give gifts on the holidays, they live local, not so far away. They don't call and inquire about our children. What would you do, Nanny? Well, I don't need the gift. I need the love. I need the time. That's more I need important. the effort. Yeah, I need for you to call. I need for you to show up for their sports. I need for you to pick them up at school sometime. I need for you to call every day and check on us and see how we're doing. I don't need the gifts. I feel like a lot of people misconstrue what they can give if they have the financial ability to give, that that is love. And you have to look at the situation throughout the entire year and what they're giving in their time, what they're giving in their heart, what they're giving up to help accommodate you with your children. Those things all matter way more to me than any gift that any grandparent could give my child. I wouldn't take anything for doing for y'all. Nothing. It's just like going and picking up Chloe. To see her run out and get in that car brings my heart great joy. Mm-hmm. And for her to say, well, Nanny, there ain't nobody here. She said, me and you will go to the Olive Garden. That's her favorite place to eat, the Olive Garden. Now, I don't take her out to eat very much because, you know, I have her all a good bit, but it's just never convenient. Mm-hmm. But sometimes when everybody else is out of the picture, she'll say, I say, well, get your clothes on, girl, and we're going down the road. Down to the Olive Garden. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. So we're saying to hell with those grandparents. Yeah. If they can't be for you there all the time, I don't need Christmas. Yeah. So to hell with them. Okay. Should financial budgets for a child's Christmas presents be based off of their behavior throughout the year, a specific percentage of their parent's salary, or just a clear cut amount? If so, how much money do you find acceptable? What you can afford. I feel like there's no monetary amount that we could say no. that would be acceptable because it's based off of your earning and potential. Ha- and what you can afford to do. I'm not going to put my uh, strain on me and worry about paying a light bill to go buy you something that you don't need and you'll be done forgot it in a few minutes. And I've got to worry about, are they? we're going to have heat, we're going to have lights, we're going to have food. Nah, I'll give you what I can afford. And either you like it or you don't. If you don't like it, then you won't get nothing next year. So do you think that gifts should be based off of behavior? No, because you should have corrected that when the behavior started. I agree. I don't think that 
Christmas gift should be based off of behavior. No, just because you did something today, I'm not going to buy you nothing for Christmas. No, I'm going to bust your ass today, and I'm going to still move on at Christmas. <laughs> okay, this person says, my kids are not wanting to go to church because it's boring. Please help me. Well, first of all, I would make them sit down back in the day, and I'd write, make them write, I need to respect what this country was founded on. And when you write it a thousand times, it's going to sink a little bit into you. And I'm going to take you to church, and you're going to respect it, and you're going to learn to behave, and let's see how much it affects your brain. And if it don't, then I'm going to make you write again. I agree. Um, Jackson likes to go to the children's church because they do. They have, like, their own kids' choir and play games and whatever. And I'm okay with that. But there are certain services that I know because, you know, now churches have social media. So I can see exactly what's coming up for whatever service it is. And if there's something that I want to be driven home for him to be sitting in a service, you better bet his butt's going to be in that service with me. Listen, I was raised in a church. Like I said, my grandparents, my great-grandmother gave the property where that church was built. It got burned. It burned. They rebuilt right there in their community. It made me and my family who we are. Going to church is going to make you a better person. I know a lot of people don't want to believe in whatever you want to call it because it offends some people when you say that, you know, you are religious. But listen, you believe what you want to, and I'm going to believe what I want to. If there's... I know there's something out there in that universe, I believe, and I'm going to die believing it. So if I've lived a good life and did the best I could and asked for forgiveness and hope that I get there, then I had missed out on nothing. But if there are something out there and you didn't believe in it, you won't have a second chance. You missed out on a lot. You missed out on a lot. Okay, so the last person says, advice on holiday divided time. My husband and I live very near to his parents. He has children from his first marriage and we have a child together. Very sticky. He has other siblings, one who has two children and the other has one son. The sister's two children are without a doubt the chosen grandchildren as well as my two older stepchildren. Even being near my child is not a priority. There is no effort to be made on their part, no, how, no matter how much I try. At first, I thought I was overreacting, but it's been almost six years and it's become increasingly apparent. I'm over trying so hard. How do I navigate the Christmas holiday with my husband's family versus mine? My dad passed away when I was young, so it's always been my mom and our very small extended family. My mother goes above and beyond for her grandchildren, and I prefer not to spend a majority of my time in a toxic holiday environment. I can tell you right now. What that says to me uh, is this man that she married who had children from his first marriage, and then they had a child together. Those parents probably never condoned the first divorce and probably are not over it. So it's probably a sticking point to them. But if, you know what? They got to get over it because they've missed out on that other little grandbaby. Mm-hmm. But the, see, and I'm not going to do that. But you should consider the child in this situation, right? If this woman's mother goes above and beyond, they should be taking the child wherever it's celebrated the most. That's exactly where I'd take mine to. 
And if my mother and dad, I would, I'd sit them down and I'd have a talk with them. Now, it's been six years. It's time you get over it. I don't know what your problem is, but it's not Christianity and it's not the way life is. You missed out on this one because I'm, you love my other two and you need to be loving this one. Now, it's going to have a complex when it gets grown, and they're not going to have anything to do with you because these two other ones, they're going to get grown, and this one's not going to have no relationship with you because you chose not to do it. So I feel bad for you, but I cannot find myself in a place that want to be with you when y'all can't forgive and let go because I got to go where I'm wanted, where my family's wanted, and my baby's wanted. And we are celebrated. That's exactly right. And that's what I tell my mom and dad. That's exactly what I would tell them too. Well, on that note, Merry Christmas to everybody who is listening. Happy holidays. We hope that you guys all have a great time celebrating with the ones that you love most. If you guys have not followed us on at the Southern Tea Podcast on Instagram, make sure you follow us there. If you have not subscribed to the show, you can do that from any podcast app. Always first at Podcast One. We hope you guys have a great week and we'll talk to you soon. V, do you think we give too much advice on this podcast? Girl, this is a podcast. The advice does hit way harder when you cuss with it. Yeah, and we do plenty of that. This show, it ain't for kids. (laughs) Definitely not for the kids, but we do talk a lot about family. I mean, it comes with the territory and with a show called Baby Mama's No Drama. I just wonder if people get the gist of the ad we just did. You mean like the massive billboard in Times Square? That one? Well, yeah, that (laughs) one, but also this one, right? I guess I should introduce myself. I'm Kale Lowry. And I'm V Rivera. And we're the hosts of Baby Mama's No Drama Podcast. The Webby Award-winning Baby Mama's No Drama Podcast. Two baby mamas chatting it up about life, bedroom talk, family, and whatever drama we are trying to get out of the way. All while being just a little bit explicit. No, a lot explicit. (laughs) (laughs) So listen to us, the Baby Mama's No Drama Podcast. Wherever you get your podcasts.